Welcome to Between the Sheets, the podcast where we talk about kink, condoms, cunnilingus, and everything in between. Hey, 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 kiddos. It's me, your old pal, Mr. Christopher Hughes, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia, a Canadian abroad here with Between the Sheets, your favorite podcast all about what goes on between the sheets. That's right, kids. Sex. And today's podcast is all about meeting people, loneliness, all of that. See, we have on my Instagram channel regularly solicited you gentle listeners for your questions. Questions about sex, things that you want to know that you're willing to ask anonymously that you might not be comfortable with identifying yourself as the questioner. So um, a lot of you have written in saying, how do you meet people? I am not really sure what's going on for me sexually because I'm not having that much sex because I don't have access to the people to do it with. How do you find the people? Well, great question. There is, at the moment, an epidemic, it would seem, of loneliness. Some studies are even saying it is particularly prevalent within men um, that are looking for connection, looking for not just sex, but some kind of intimacy with others. And so, in comes the apps. Now, I'm old enough, I'm going to date myself here, kids, to say that... um, There was a time when meeting people on an app was considered quite taboo. I even remember with my first, uh, I'm going to say my first husband. I haven't had a second husband. He's the only husband I've had so far. But when we first met, it was on an app called Scruff. And Scruff is an app for gay men that tend to be part of the bear subculture. Bigger, burlier, gruffer guys. The guys who have a bit of scruff on their face and scruff on their chests or the admirers thereof. And we met on this app. And one of the first things we did after we started seeing each other for a while was go, what are we going to tell people? Are we going to tell them that we like met through friends or met at work? Or how should we say we met? Because there was this stigma about um, meeting somebody on an app. Like that was for desperate, lonely people. Well, guess what? Now it is the norm and it is totally changed the dating landscape, and so many other um, offshoot industries. I did a little bit of homework for you guys to tell you what kind of stats we are dealing with here. So today, and granted, the study that I read from was actually now five years old, actually more than five years old because it was from 2017. So that is now seven years old, this data. Apologize to you all for giving you old information. We can only assume that it has changed since then. But back in 2017, 39% of heterosexual couples met on an app, 40%. And according to the study, that was by far the largest proportion. Second falling behind that was meeting through friends or through colleagues. But still, already by 2017, meeting online was the biggest way that we met each other. And I can only assume that today, seven years later, seven, eight years later, that has only increased. There is way more than 39% of heterosexual couples meeting online. Now, of those, again, within the heterosexual community, 70% of those online meetings led to a longer-term romantic relationship. And the 
the group of people that that was most prevalent with was those in the ages between 43 and 58. So it is the older folks, apologize to those of you whom calling older, meeting online and actually the majority having long-lasting romantic relationships. Now, what's interesting too is while, while it was 39% of heterosexual couples meeting that way, 65% of same-sex couples were meeting online. By far the majority. Now, of those, a much smaller percentage was actually turning into longer-term romantic relationships. The gays tend to use the apps more for the hookup culture, more for the instant gratification, slam, bam, done, bye, thanks, um, rather than actually dating and actually starting to develop the feelings for each other. Interesting. Again, preface that with these facts are a little bit old now and every study, let's face it, has its prejudices and a sample size that may be biased in one direction or another, but I think we all know that society is now different. We are now okay with the fact that we've met online. I mean, I've had experiences in bars where I'm standing there in a bar and seeing people, and instead of them coming up and talking to me or me doing the same, they have chosen to contact me through the app. It is totally normal now in a gay bar to be there present, but have grinder on so that you can pretty well established straight away whether you're interested or not. One guy, I was in a club in Germany. This was back in May last year. And this guy was, he was very sexy. He was half Lebanese and half Icelandic. It was an odd, unusual mix and he was gorgeous. But he was outright sneering at me. I could have sworn he would rather punch me in the face than talk to me. And then all of a sudden I get the telltale, from Grindr on my phone, and here he is reaching out to me going, hey, you're really hot. And yes, we met that yet night. Yes, we had sex. Yes, it was a lot of fun. But instead of walking over to me and going, hi, and introducing himself, he used the app. It is bridging the gap. It is why in a lot of places, the gay bar as the cornerstone institution of the community that is allowing people to meet is starting to die. They're becoming less relevant, some of these queer designated spaces, because we don't need them anymore. In, in a lot of cities as well, we used to rely on sex on premises venues or bathhouses and saunas to have spaces for men who have sex with men to go and meet each other anonymously and hook up. Well, now we can hook up at the touch of a button. I hooked up this morning before 7 a.m. with someone who lives 95 meters away. For those of you who are based in feet, I think that's like 300 feet, if I'm doing the math correctly. So he was a neighbor, and he was here before 7 a.m. We had a wonderful time, and we both went off to work. And it is that easy. It is the Uber Eats of sex. Now, what that does tend to create, though, for the same-sex community is a whole lot of sex and not necessarily a lot of intimacy or relationships. And don't get me wrong, folks, we have got to acknowledge that those are different things. Sex, the act of putting the body parts together, copulation and intimacy are not the same. 
there is a lot of scientific evidence saying that the act of cuddling with somebody or um, the act of actually having intercourse with somebody does release certain hormones that create a bond between you and that person that cannot be denied. Be that as it may, as someone who has lived within the gay community as long as I have, oh, there's a whole lot of denial of intimacy between uh, men that just have sex and leave it at that. So back to your questions. How do we meet each other? Aside from the apps, you're going to actually have to step out of your comfort zone and talk to people. Shudder to think you would see somebody across a crowded room and indicate to them your interest. Maybe a friendly smile, maybe a wink, maybe you send them a drink. Old school. But as a great friend pointed out to me once, if you actually want to meet somebody, you might need to leave your living room. Now, with the apps, of course, you don't have to leave your living room, but you've got to actually do something. Before you do something, though, before any of that occurs, here's my number one advice. Ask yourself, what am I doing this for? You say you want to meet somebody. You say you'd like somebody in your life. But be really, really honest with yourself. Why? Do you want somebody to settle down with? Do you want to go pick out paint colors and buy plants on the weekend with them? Do you want to wake up and make pancakes together? Or do you just want to fuck? What is it that you're doing this for? Are you trying to escape loneliness? And that's why you're choosing this. What is it for you? Honestly, no answer is wrong. No answer is right either. But be really clear with yourselves. I know for me, post-divorce... I'm not looking for the one and only and monogamy as it was, as I thought that's what I wanted before I got married. And now I'm realizing I'm really okay on my own. And I'm a big old horny slut. I like to fuck and I like to fuck a lot. I do better if I have a roster of different people that I can catch up with and hook up with and enjoy each other's company enormously and have a wonderful time physically with and then I get on with my life and I create my businesses and I enjoy the friendships that I have and I have a dynamic, rich and full life. And that's what works for me. Now, a lot of people would look at my lifestyle and go, that's depraved and it's, it's less than and et cetera, et cetera. I have one friend who has had sex with one person in his life. He didn't have sex with this person until they were married and that works for him. Now that used to be the societal norm. That's what was okay. And that's what was expected of everybody. And that's no longer the world we live in. So it's your life. It And the sex that you're having, the relationships that you're having, the connections that you have, have got to work for you and there is no right or wrong way. No matter what the church says, no matter what the government says, it's a blank canvas, kids. What would you like and what are you doing it for? Why do I keep laboring that question? Because you're going to have to look at what your motivation is. What is your motivation for um, meeting these different people and even having the sexual relationships that you're having? Speaking again as a gay man, there is so much sex that occurs for people 
for validation. Their judgment of themselves themselves is if they're not getting laid, they're not beautiful. So gay men all think that if they were just hotter, they wouldn't have any problems. And if they think if someone wants to fuck them, then they must have some value and they must have some quality that makes them redeemable in the eyes of society. Weird, I know, not how I see sex. I see sex as a gift and a joy and a mode of self-expression and a way to receive more. I don't mean receiving a dick in the ass or in the mouth. I mean opening yourself up to more experiences, more sensations, more pleasures, more possibilities. I'm a weirdo though. So if you are doing sex for validation, be honest with yourself about it. I've done it. I know lots of people have. I know lots of people who have gotten on those apps in the wee hours because their life feels empty and they feel lonely and they're looking for someone to fill a gap and not the one between their legs. So have a look at that. Here's an example of how this is working. And I'm, I, I know some of you are going to be able to relate to this experience because I've had this show up a lot lately and it's shown me that it really is a bit of a pandemic. I've met two or three guys in the last few months where we've caught up, we've met, we've gotten to know each other a little bit, we may have had dinner, we had some dynamite sex, and they've wanted to stay connected to me. They've wanted to send the, the good morning texts and the good night texts and little selfies and little voice messages throughout the day. But when you go to actually hang out with them, oh, they don't have time. Mm, to me, that's a red flag. That's an indication that this is a person that actually doesn't want you in their life and they don't want to put the effort in to spend time with you and actually be with you. They just want somebody there, somebody at the end of the, of the text line to bounce, and back, bounce back and forth messages with so that they don't feel desperately lonely. Now, sometimes this gets called breadcrumbing and that's a word that has been a buzzword for a little while now and it's been bouncing around and it's where you give somebody just the breadcrumbs to keep them following the trail like Hansel and Gretel but you never really give them the whole loaf of bread and let them into your life but you keep them on the hook so to speak now I'm pretty clear now when I see guys that are doing that and that's what they're doing this for. They are just trying to keep somebody on the line and keep you interested and keep you playing a role for them. Get clear on that part. You're playing a role for them in their life and it has nothing to do with you. They could be chatting with an AI bot and that probably would give them just as much of the fulfillment they're looking for. So, Get clear. What are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? And what do you want? Because that is going to help you create a, a dating profile uh, that will probably get you better results if you know what you're looking for and why you're doing it. And also show you which apps are actually going to work better for you. I have on rotation at any time, five or six apps running and they all seem to bring in different things and how they have been constructed gets you to different people. So obviously in the gay world, we have Grindr, which is pretty well straight up a hookup app. Lots of people may meet relationships on there too, but there are plenty of guys that are there and the whole system is designed to show you how far away they are, what they're looking for, what their stats are, some photos of them. And you can be hooking up as a gay man in 
15 to 20 minutes tops easily. Some of you out there listening going, that's not how it's worked for me. I seem to strike out all the time. I think you just got to be clear about what you're looking for. Now, if grinder is not your thing, as I mentioned, there's scruff. I like scruff and I do really well on scruff. I think I mentioned to you guys already that when I got divorced in my 40s, I kind of went, fuck, no one's going to want to sleep with a overweight 40-year-old bear. And boy, was I wrong. You get on Scruff, this app for men who are a bit bigger, a bit hairier, a bit rougher, and there's all these young guys who are looking for a daddy. Again, what are they looking for the daddy for? They want an older, more mature guy, more masculine guy to fill a kind of role in their life. Does that work for you? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just will enjoy the attention of these live young twinky guys and enjoy the hell out of fucking them for a few nights and then let them go. That might work for you. And who knows? Okay. So those are the two specifically, um, I'm not going to call them gay apps because I want to change that for us. As I said on our first episode, I don't think they are necessarily gay apps. They're for men who have sex with men because I've met plenty of men on those apps who have sex with other men, but maybe they're married to a woman or maybe they're bisexual or maybe they're pansexual or maybe they um, live the bulk of their life as a straight person, but then they fuck other men and that's all it is for them. I think sexuality is a little more fluid than we give it credit. So then, of course, we go into the non-specific dating apps that are, in my opinion, kind of heteronormative in how they've been laid out. So we have Tinder, we have Hinge, and we have Bumble. Bumble, big disclosure, or uh, sorry, disclaimer here, I've never used Bumble myself. And here's why. When Bumble started, the whole thing that set it apart was the woman had to make the first move. Well, straight away there, if you're a, an app that is about women approaching men, you're kind of excluding men who have sex with men or women who have sex with women. They got sued for that. There was a class action lawsuit because that was a discriminatory practice. And also um, it allowed for some things to go on of women approaching men that weren't necessarily the most honorable or honest in their intentions that led to some people being taken advantage of or misled. So I don't know what Bumble's like now, or if now that they've taken that point of difference away from them, they're still the app to use for some people, but a lot of people did have fun with it. And it is no longer that as a point of difference. Now there is Hinge and I've used Hinge and done pretty well meeting some different people on Hinge. Hinge though, the, issue that I have with it as a horny man who just wants to fuck is they've taken a lot of the sex out of hinge. Whereas grinder, you get to state what your position is and who you're looking for. And if you're just there to hook up hinge is more about what your values are and, um, that you get to leave little audio messages and it's more about getting to know you as a person rather than just the stats. Whereas the gay apps are more about what are the stats? What am I looking at when we get our clothes off hinge when you're chatting, doesn't allow you to send any other pictures. You can't send each other nudes. Um, you have to move away from hinge in order to do that. It also 
to me is a little more for the straights in that you don't get to state a little more explicitly what your interests are sexually. It's more about two people meeting as individuals, blah, 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 blah. Eh, I know a lot of people who've met relationship, met partners on Hinge and started relationships. I find it pretty boring. I have met a few people on it and uh, some of it was straight up sex. Some of it has led to ongoing connections with people who send me the odd what you do in text in the wee hours in the morning. And I've had a lot of fun with that. But just know that if you're going to get on Hinge, it's more about relationships, generally speaking. And if you want it for hooking up, you have to do a little more legwork on the side to get there. That being said, the, th the thing that I do like about Hinge is you can send video prompts and audio prompts in your profile. So you get to know a little more about the person that you're chatting with. It isn't just a selfie. You get to hear their voice and you get to hear uh, see them on video, which tells you a little bit more about who you're talking to. So props to Hinge for that. Now, Tinder. Of course, we've all heard of Tinder. A lot of you have probably used Tinder. Tinder to me has been a minefield. I'll tell you a funny story with Tinder. So this guy starts chatting to me and he's hot. He's He's what I usually do find attractive. He's a bit muscly. He's big. He's hairy. He's more on the bare side of the spectrum. And it says he's 16,000 kilometers away. And I'm going, uh, why are we bothering? Well, he says he's an accountant in New Jersey, which, is, which adds up. It's about 16,000 kilometers away from Australia, roughly. And... He's really interested. He wants to chat. And immediately he doesn't want to chat on Tinder. He wants to move it to WhatsApp. Red flag. That's the first red flag. If a guy wants to take you away from Tinder straight away, guy or girl, that's, that's a pretty clear red flag to begin with. I don't know what it is about that, but almost all of them want to do that. The ones that are catfish. And here's how I found out this guy was a catfish. I wanted to talk to him on the phone. I wanted to hear his voice. And he was a little weird about it and whatever. And... Finally, we do it, and I'm hearing this guy's voice, and I'm like, you're not from New Jersey, that's for sure. And in the background, on the phone, I'm hearing chaos. I'm hearing car horns and goats and chickens and women shouting in a market, and none of it was in English, and I went to myself, hmm, what other country is 16,000 kilometers away that isn't New Jersey? And I went and looked at the map, and I was like, oh, Nigeria! And it was so clear that this guy was not from New Jersey and he was from somewhere in Africa and not long after wanting to get me into WhatsApp and wanting to talk to me elsewhere, he wanted to tell me about his other interests and the other things that he likes to do when he's not doing his job as an accountant and, oh, he's really into finance and have you heard about cryptocurrency? This has occurred for me more often than I care to admit. Dudes lure you in with some pretty hot selfies and then they want to sell you cryptocurrency. To me, there is something about Tinder that attracts the catfish. Now, a lot of you have used it. It used to be the old school way of having a hookup in the straight community. Like it was the grinder for the straights, basically. And you'd use it. You'd land in a new city. Say you were there on business or on a quick vacation. You would meet somebody in 30 minutes and boom, you'd have a little holiday romance or someone to catch up with and play with. And these days I'm finding it is full of OnlyFans creators and hey, props to them. 
I have tons of respect for sex workers and that's what OnlyFans people are. A lot of the OnlyFans people though think they're of a higher class of sex worker, which I find interesting. Um, but these days it is full of sex workers and catfish. No judgment there, that's not wrong. Just be really clear. If that's not what you're looking for, if you actually wanna make some friends, find some community or find some people to fuck, be really aware when you're using these apps who you're speaking to. I unfortunately know too many people who have gone on these apps, started chatting to people and given away vast sums of money to strangers on the internet. Please don't. Please don't give anyone your money. Please don't give anyone your, your personal details that could lead them to hack your identity and steal from you. Just know that if they look too good to be true, they sound too good to be true, and they're spinning you a yarn and trying to sell you a story, that's exactly what they're doing. So that's Hinge, that's Bumble, that's Tinder. Now, one of my absolute favorites, and one that I found a lot of people don't necessarily know about is Field. I have had a field day with Field. And to me, Field sort of, um, how shall I say, levels the playing field a little bit. Field is the only app that I found out there that recognizes a plethora of sexual orientations. So if you are pansexual, polyamorous, androgynous, genderqueer, genderfluid, trans, gay, straight, bi, heteroflexible, questioning, and everything in between, there is an audience for you on field. I have met tons of different guys and trans people on field that I've had incredible sex with or just a few more shared interests. It is for those who are looking for partners to explore with sexually that, that have tastes that go beyond the norm. And they have gone a long way to allow you to be that and express it and find people in the same same playing field as you. Whether you're into BDSM or whether you're into polyamory or you want to play with a cuck scene. Again, a whole lot of you I've spoken to don't even know what a cuck scene is. There was this meme floating around on the internet in the last week about why is it that every hotel has a, has a cuck chair? If you don't know what a cuck scene is or a, ch a cuck chair, it comes from the Shakespearean term cuckold. And if you are cuckold, you have your partner having adulterous affairs right under your nose. And some people really get off on that. A cuck scene is where your partner is having sex with somebody else right in front of you. Or sometimes they don't let you be in the room with them. They make you be in the next room listening to them having sex but you're not allowed to partake or sometimes you're allowed to clean up the mess afterwards. If you know what I'm, if you know what I mean. And you know how hotels always have that one armchair facing the bed for some reason. Well, that we've come to term a cuck chair and it's just kind of funny that every hotel has one. If that's the kind of thing you're looking for field probably is the one for you. Um, you do meet the odd character on field that is just a little bit different. I've met a strange number of people who do uh, like parlor magic, you know, like 
card tricks and there's just some some strange characters on field but i love that i'm here for that i want to meet the weirdos i want to meet the different people the left of center the ones who are willing to be outside of the norm so those are the top six apps that i can recommend and talk to for you guys as avenues of places to meet different people but i just want to recap get clear what are you looking for and why are you doing it? What is, what is motivating you to look for that? What is it that you think that you're missing or think that you're lacking that sends you searching for that? What if, like, imagine a world where we weren't doing this. We weren't choosing this for need. We weren't trying to fill up a life we've decided is empty with somebody else. We just enjoyed having other people in our lives. I'm so grateful. I've gone through a tough time mental health wise in the last couple of years, post-divorce, where I felt so lost and so alone and so desperately sad and felt like I really needed people to help me through that. And the friends that I had that were there when they were, were such a gift. And the other thing that was a huge gift was actually sitting through that loneliness and getting to the other side of it and going, you know what? I'm actually really okay on my own. I don't need anybody. So I now have playmates that I enjoy sexually, that I enjoy hanging out with and doing different things with, but also I don't need them because I've got me. So I can use things like those apps I've described for for me and they work for me not as a source of validation <clears throat> or as something to fix what i've determined is a problem with me how many people do you know or how many times in your life have you thought you wanted or needed a relationship or a sexual partner to prove that you weren't a piece of shit to prove that you weren't fucked up What if that's what you addressed first? For all my friends out there who enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race, I know a lot of us are like, come on, the 900th season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you know what is now the biggest television show on the planet? It has even a bigger audience than some of those Chinese game shows that are like hundreds of millions of viewers. But she ends each show with saying, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And I actually really believe that. I believe that's true. You can only receive from others what you're willing to be for yourself. And if you don't have the relationship with you where you actually enjoy you, where you actually like your own company, how the fuck are you going to have somebody else enjoy you? Like I described with those guys who will breadcrumb you and keep you in, in their orbit, but never actually spend the time to see you. If you actually care about yourself enough, their motives and their actions will become irrelevant. I mean, this is, I mean, this is like the most barfy corny example, but I'm going to go there and you can all judge me. Go for it. Go for it. Judge me. You know, um, I don't even know their fucking names. I'm this, I'm this much of a dinosaur. But, you know, Taylor Swift is dating this footballer, Travis somebody. Who cares? He, they're here right now in Australia touring, right? He flew to Australia, which is a big fucking annoying flight. 
He flew to Australia to hang out with her for two days before he had to be home for another commitment. And there's people on the internet going, oh, isn't that sweet? He obviously cares so much to make that effort. And I look at that and I go, yeah, that is pretty cool. That someone wants to see you, wants to spend time with you, that they will travel to do it. They will make the effort. If you want someone to make that kind of effort to be with you, and that's what you deserve, you do not deserve to be breadcrumbed and strung along. You've got to actually like you. Do you like you enough for anyone else to? And if you really dislike yourself, will you even see it when other people do like you? Because in my experience, if you really like someone who doesn't have a very high opinion of themselves, they can't receive it from you. And you will spend all this time and all this energy trying to give to them and give to them and take care of them and show them their value, but they won't receive it. And when that's the dynamic between you, the sex usually just isn't it. It's not fun because they don't have that in their world. They don't have that place where they are valuable enough to receive. So having sex with them is a bit like a boulder. It's like, but there's nobody there to play with. So different point of view. Today was a little less about sex, sex, sex explicitly and a little more about relationships and intimacy and dating. Uh, but I hope this perspective helped you somewhat and showed you a different possibility. Um, for those of you who uh, would like to ask us a question about sex, I'd love for you to find me on Instagram. My handle is ismyhair2, the number two, big. And I frequently post my anonymous question link, or you can send me a DM if you want to have, uh, if you want to ask me something about sex. Anonymous is fine. And if you don't ask anonymously, I'm not going to share who you are regardless, because I don't think it's relevant. But I'd love to hear from you. What do you want to know more about with sex? What can we explore together to create a new landscape here for people? I, my target here is to change the world of sex so that there is no stigma, no shame, and no judgment. And it's starting to happen. I've discovered that we have a big listenership out there in Saudi Arabia. Yay! Hey, guys. And also, someone told me this week that this podcast is being shared with a group of young men in India who don't have such great resources available to them when it comes to sex and, and intimacy and relationships and copulation and learning about this and sexuality. And that to me is a mark of huge success. That is what I'm here for. So what else can I be for you guys, listeners around sex to show you a different possibility and explore a topic you actually really want to know about, but are afraid to ask. So like this podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe and send us your questions. And we'll be back in two weeks time with more between the sheets, the podcast, all about S-E-X. Bye, kiddos. Have you got a secret situation that you just can't solve? Send in your personal questions to me on Instagram at ismyhair2big, and you may be the topic of a future episode. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it around with your friends and your enemies alike.